0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Electronic Gentleman Podcast. Um, We are going to talk a little bit about business communication, some things that we've learned um, in our past nine years at the company and probably throughout our careers, if I'm being honest. I guess some of it's preference, but there are some things that we've picked up that um, we think are pretty important. I actually solicited some ideas from other people, some of them employees, about some things that they think are important when dealing with business communication, so we'll, we'll cover some of those as well. But I think one of the things that started this idea for a topic, Eric and I were talking last week, uh, you know those calls you get when you get a voicemail and someone says something to the effect of, please call me back, it's urgent, or please call me back even if it's not urgent, leaving a voicemail with no detailed information. It's got to be one of my least favorite things. Yep, agree with that 100%. Because there's no points for brevity in sending an email or a text or even leaving a voicemail. So what is it you think that uh, prevents people from doing that?
1: Certainly not the desire to keep me from having many heart attacks every time I I wonder that Hey, is this person contacting me because we just lost six months worth of uh, salary for, for, uh, for everyone who works here? Or are they, are they going to tell me that uh, my services are no longer needed? Uh, you know, st- stopping my anxiety from uh, laying me out on the floor flat is definitely not something that's crossing their minds, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, it's just the, the odd idea that you're always thinking the worst, right? Oh, Totally. I
1: know there's people who love to just pick up the phone and call in the middle of the day because I'm not doing anything better. (laughs) How could I be? I want to have a 30, 45-minute conversation about something that we could have gotten out probably in five minutes. And that leads me to probably one of my biggest pet peeves uh, of the last 10 years or so, and that's seeing people of my generation, Generation X, doing the kids these days thing. Like, oh, back in my day, we were great or whatever. Like, can you not remember the boomers talking about generation X, like we were the biggest slacker morons and the world was doomed because of this. And maybe it was, but you're now that you're doing the same thing, here's the thing. I know that I have definitely met old losers before. I have met a lot of old complete morons who are absolute losers. Do they speak for their entire generation? No, I've met a bunch of really smart teenagers who are much better than me and are going to go on to accomplish a whole lot more than I am or I ever will. Do they speak for their whole generation? No. So here's the thing. Here's my thoughts on it where I'm going to be as fair as I can. If we have a conversation where you talk about how the kids these days, they're just texting each other and they don't pick up the phone and call. And back in my day, we did this and we were better. I think that you are an idiot and I'll leave it right there because that's as gently as I can put it. Stop with the my generation is better than your generation moron stuff
0: that was going on back in ancient Greece. But Eric, hold on a second. We've lost that, that personal touch that comes along with droning on for long periods of time on the phone. We've lost that personal feeling of being in person. And I mean, don't, don't you agree that this, it's become so much less personal with the text?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. yeah. Being able to talk to more people about more things during the day is is, is a real it's a real shame. Um, and you know what? I think I'll take it back even more to where to where talking on the phone was seen as is, is silly. I'm just going to go to my neighbors' houses, the ones that work from home, and I'm just going to knock on the door and say, "I'm going to come in here and chat. Your day belongs to me now." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that would be. A, I I should get a medal for that.
0: <laughs> but in all fairness, um, you know, it's sort of like I talked about on my Facebook feed. Um, it's about, there's plenty of people that post those memes about back in my day, we didn't even wear seatbelts and look, we're fine. We're all fine. Yeah. That's totally something to brag about. Yeah. No, uh, no survivorship bias there, but, um, well, okay. We've, we've totally, I mean, I think one thing that we may do in a future podcast about is, um, respecting, um, those who came before us, um, who paved the way, but right now, uh, on this topic, uh, we're just not feeling it. I'll be honest. I'm not talking about people older than me. I'm talking about people my age or younger <laughs> who are complaining about 20
1: year olds when when those idiots were were absolutely eating Elmer's glue
0: when they were 18. Well, uh, okay. Well, you did say. I think you're also talking about people older than you, right? I mean, let's face it. Uh, those people. Uh, those people are, are talkers. They're not texters. Yeah, they are. Well, so... Uh, wait a minute. No, no.
1: Wait, you just tried to get me to group an entire generation of people together. No, sir. I won't do it.
0: <laughs> ah, that's the other point we're trying to make here, reading the room. I think we're going to talk about that later. I I'm, I feel like we're going to talk about that later. Sticking with the business theme here, um, there are other benefits to writing things down. Paper trails. Sometimes paper trails have a negative connotation. But in business, being able to refer back to things, not necessarily as a gotcha, but as a remember what we talked about, it's it's super helpful. And also, years later, like I was doing today, looking for reference to something that was talked about with regards to um, checking conflicts on cases and things like that, I can refer back to an email. Imagine if that would have been a phone call. Chatting should be about the nuances of those things, not about the details. So talking about now, more specifically, business protocol I think it. although we do talk about written communication being preferable in almost every circumstance, at least from a standpoint of establishing details and creating a record, one thing that's hard to convey in written communication is tone. When you are sending a business email or you're sending an internal message, even uh, whether it's Slack or email, what do you think can be done to assist with tone? Do you think that just comes with practice of writing things in such a way that you convey the tone? Um, this will lead to a different question here in a minute but what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah well you you mentioned uh, in your intro about we maybe have learned some stuff at our previous companies that we worked at that's totally where I learned it um and I because everyone there was super sensitive um and there were higher ups per se that that loved to read into things um and then and then give you give you a nice talking to that's how they kept themselves busy I guess but uh in general, uh, what what I've learned to do is assume that someone's going to misread the tone and see it as hostile or sarcastic. Um, you know, I hate doing that, but I, I go so far out of my way to not seem hostile or sarcastic or flippant um or anything. So if someone asks me a question, they don't just get an answer. They also get um, that's a great question. Thank you for asking me that. Um, here's the answer to the best of my knowledge. I hope you have an awesome weekend. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff's always gonna go with because then it's not so much pandering, but it just makes it very clear. You didn't irritate me with your question, and I'm not trying to get you off my plate. Right. Um, and if you have more that you want to discuss, I'm happy to do that. Because you don't know. Um, I, I, I will have, I'll I'll assume that, too, unless it's someone that I know is just not good at, at realizing that their quick response might not look somehow annoyed or hostile.
0: Yeah, and on that same note, I think trying to be careful when you interpret what other people's messages are, you need to take into account their style when responding to things or even in communication in general. You know, there are people that are completely not hostile and not upset that will respond to to things with, you know – no intro, no acknowledgement of your name, no thank you at the end, sometimes even replying in the subject line of an email, and I know that they're not, you know, being hostile or anything like that. I know that that's just the way they respond to things quickly, and that it's very likely because they're busy, and I think it takes, a, you know, I guess that's what developing relationships with people, whether it's clients or internally, you start to get a sense for that thing, and sometimes I think it can be helpful to know that when you respond as well. For instance, um, somebody that will write a lengthy, detailed email might appreciate one back. Um, somebody that uh, writes you something super quick and um, you know, kind of without all of the formalities. I think I would go I, I always try to go a little bit above and beyond what they do, but know that they may want a brief response and try to uh, appreciate that too. Spe- specifically, if I'm working with somebody who I know is extremely busy. I won't write a, a, a small novel giving them details that they probably don't care about. Um, so just trying to get a sense for who's your audience when you're responding.
1: Right. And and it, you know, it depends on what position you're in. And I'm thinking more of even people that I don't know at all. Um, right. That, you know, new clients or things like that. Like I, I want it to be very clear where if I'm ever in a courtroom and we're all picking apart my email <laughs> and what I meant, um, I don't want there to be no, you know. No confusion um, yeah. that 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 I was, I was giving the you know
0: the best answer that I
1: could in the nicest possible way that I could because that's what I'd want to see myself.
0: Yeah, and I think that the fact, especially with new new people, you really do kind of want to go above and beyond on that front. Um, and that leads us a little bit into the next point, which is in re- professional relationships, starting with let's say we're starting with customers or clients. At what point do you decide? to go from professional to casual in your emails to clients? and Or do you decide you should never do that? It, what I call downgrading the tone. Um, it doesn't necessarily, you know, trying to get a sense for when to keep things professional, when to be a little bit more casual. Um, you know, I would assume that when you're CCing a larger group, you definitely never go casual. If somebody is asking you a quick question and you've got a good working relationship with them, sometimes being casual can come off as friendly and Hey, we're pals and we work really well together and we're talking like friends, but that's a really delicate balance.
1: It is. And I try to, I try to do both. Uh, I personally hate being overly professional. Uh, there's some people that you need to do that with clients externally in your own company You you, you know, you get to set those terms um, and we don't have any of that here. And I think most most places don't really um, once once you get to know people. Um, But externally, I think just in the beginning, like we have people who don't work at our company that are quote unquote vendors, people we work with all the time that we've mentioned before, uh, that their tone has gotten very friendly and casual over time uh, because that's what ours is. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, you know, that I, so I, I, I make that clear, you know, on that end of it. And, you know, it was the end of as being the client, um, that, Hey, you don't have to impress me, you know, with any buzzwords or, or anything like that. Um, you can complain about your job or, you know, someone's got a case of the Mondays, whatever, any of that crap is all, you know, it's all fine. And I think it's fine with most people. Um, you know, where you strike that balance is just, You just got to read the room. You just got to have to do what other people do. Um, But, you know, like I said, you can be as you can be you can want to be as casual as you want. um, But you've got to make you have to assume that people aren't going to be until you know better.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's I, I find that, you know, certain attorneys or other professions where people are really good at communicating. I think it's easy to fall into the trap of getting overly familiar In email conversations, and you know, if in in like maybe it's a an after um, after project dinner, everybody's joking around, talking about stuff. But when you get back to business, I think it's still important to at least be as formal as they are, and probably overdo the um, formality a little bit because the other thing that I think occurs in business is that an email that you might respond to is going to get forwarded to give someone else information. And that person may not know you at all uh, and very well may mistake your tone and uh, not appreciate it. Now, again, you can't overthink that stuff too much, but I do think it's important to just try to read the room like you say. And and as you say, in, in written communication with tone and all that sort of thing, that makes it even harder when you're doing it um, through text. Right. And, and, you know,
1: my, my brother, who's, uh, you know, he's one of those MBA types in an office. He has a, has a story. We were, t- we were talking about this sort of thing not too long ago and had a story of someone he worked with was just crushed because of a one word response of OK. After sending out an email, you know, here's the status, here's what we're doing. They were all really excited. And whoever the boss was, had just written OK because yeah. of being in a hurry or whatever. And it, it was just it was this huge deal of like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Why, you know, why why am I hated uh, for this? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the whole, even if I'm in a hurry, even if I'm, you know, at a stoplight and half in, yeah, you know, now I'm not supposed to do this, whatever, but at a stoplight, not driving, see something that needs a, a quick response. It never just gets the okay or the yes. It t- I'll, I'll wait for that second or third stoplight to get out at least something that would say like, this looks really good. Thanks for sending it. I'm good mm-hmm. with that. You right. know, there's a it takes almost no more time to write that rather than something that could be misinterpreted by the sender.
0: Yeah. And I mean, even a no problem says something much more helpful than OK, because OK can mean fine, I'll do this or OK, this is great. No problem. But uh, I do think that you can keep it short But still, going to give indicators that you're uh, that you know that this isn't this isn't a uh, something that you're hating. Uh, Is that what you
1: think? Mm, Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. All right then. (laughs) Uh, And I wanted to tell you, I wanted to comment on something earlier. You said I've never considered you to be overly professional, so I hope that helps. (laughs) I I, I'm in constant fear of uh, of having that.
1: Of being uh, pigeonholed is an overly professional <laughs> stiff, yeah, I got that. That 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 got me uh, <laughs> as high up on the ladder as I was gonna get <laughs> in my previous <laughs> life, and uh, that ladder went a lot higher. But I wasn't gonna go up there with my with my silly attitude that that didn't help me much in high school either.
0: And honestly, is there ever a reason to be overly professional? I mean, that just sounds that sounds stiff. I don't. No, like
1: if it. you're overly professional, you're you're using buzzwords. You're you're that aren't that aren't necessary. Um, you're to me, that's what it means. You're, you're writing too much. You're not realizing that the people you're talking with are human and you're not trying to make any connection. Right. Um, There's a, there's a, you can be way overly familiar. You can be way
0: overly professional and they're both annoying
1: and get you nowhere.
0: Yeah. Well, and someone, uh, um, I think it was Jen brought this up to me too, is sometimes even with internal communication, um, especially if it's email, um, you know, there are times where it's like, you know, internal email communication about something business related, you don't have to be formal about it, but this may be something that has to get forwarded on to a client or has to get. And so sometimes you can just take the casual thing too far. And if you're sending an email to a coworker and you're wanting to give them explanations, not everything has to be jokey inside jokey kind of stuff. It can be information that would be safe to forward on to somebody that needs it. So sometimes, you know, again, reading the room doesn't just mean customers. It can also mean internally.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine what sort of a twisted bundle of mystery this podcast is going to be to anyone who works with us is going to try and untangle it and decide how it works <laughs> we think we should be spoken to <laughs> and with from now on.
0: Well, that's part of the idea, right? I wanted to make this as confusing <laughs> and uh, passive-aggressive as humanly possible. Uh, oh, it's cause, super hey, passive-aggressive. Because we'll be like, hey, I'm going like, hey, to be like, hey, fill in the blank, we're talking about you here. Uh, well, so I'm always sure like, weather. you
1: know this... This hypothetical terrible employee that we're always talking about, the Eddie, as we call him, that the one that we made up that. Yeah. That he's not a real to, guy that, that we use as, as examples for things like, Oh, yeah. he doesn't know Dropbox or whatever. Cause we would never or, talk I'm about always,
0: anyone like this for real. I mean, it's just, no, so I'm no. always
1: wondering how can I confound the hypothetical Eddie employee who I, I hope we never have working here.
0: We're just trying to make sure we're, we're applying a filter um, when we're, we're looking at people in the future and, Eddie is kind of the what do you call we call him the baseline, the benchmark, I don't know, the so-called Eddie. The Eddie factor is what I think we should yeah.
1: call it. Well, yeah. Well, because uh, if if he was if it was a real person, I would never repeatedly tell him to remember his station in life.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what <laughs> you know, I mean the stories that we tell, the 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 the, the spilling of the mustard and the just all the things they they can't be real. The The butter suit incident of 2013? I don't even remember when we made that up. Uh, It was about (laughs) that. I don't even (laughs) I don't even remember what it's about.
1: Just leaning over that catering table to get some awful
0: food and just getting butter all over the suit jacket. That was. Yeah. Yeah. And as a disclaimer, when we say catering table and awful food, this was well before we had any of our logistics people providing the catering. So, uh, you know who you are. Uh, well, it was good people. food. I guess it's good food. I just mean it's bad for you. Well, well, but, Hypo- but what hypothetical I'm-
1: employees like that eat like garbage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but butter on your suit. I mean, how do you not? I don't know. I, I just don't understand how that even happens. But again, it's hypothetical. So that makes sense. So uh, a couple of other small things about business communications that uh, maybe we can wrap up with here shortly. But um, getting mad at the wrong people. Logistics, you deal with that. You're dealing with a lot of vendors. You're dealing with a lot of people in the service industry that's helping you do your job and helping you with your clients. Sure, you're not going to lash out at your clients and um, tell them that you think they're horrible. But I think it's important that all of the business communication stay professional, regardless of who you're working with and regardless of what you think they did to contribute to you not being able to succeed at your job. Tone is always important there is a paper trail. Like you said, um, you've seen that firsthand. Not that you've uh, done anything uh, inappropriate in your written communications, but this stuff lasts forever, really. Um, Emails, and it's important that you remain professional uh, in all of your dealings, I think. Oh, I
1: I have definitely written the multi-paragraph, I am furious about this. Uh, I think everyone's trying to screw us over. I've written and sent that email. Um, and I'm lucky I didn't get fired. And I would, I'll tell you right now, if you've written something like that, no matter how proud you are of how put together it is, and do not ever send it. Um, mm-hmm. It does not help anyone. No one's going to read something like that and not just get defensive. And if they're your boss, uh, it might, it, it's not going to turn out poorly for them and good for you um, yeah. ever. Just, just don't send it. I learned that lesson. I'm I'm lucky I did I'm lucky I didn't get canned for my my rantings. I felt I was very justified. It wasn't just random. There was just a lot of miscommunication, and uh, uh, you know I was like I'm gonna just let I'm just gonna let them have it, and then I'll feel better. Yep. Bad idea. Write it yeah. and show your friends. Don't send it.
0: Yeah, and that, you know speaking of phone calls, um, that is sometimes when you start building up a, a giant email of all the horrible things that the person has done to you. And you're talking about feeling completely justified and putting together the perfect email. I totally agree. And that may be a point where you send a small email that has as little negativity as possible and suggest a possible phone call. Because almost always there's something that you're not taking into account and that a real live conversation might help um, to eliminate some miscommunication or some uh, incorrect tone. Um, yeah, if, if if you give someone uh, a whole bunch of
1: points to rebut uh, and be and and they have to be on the defensive original uh, uh,
0: initially as soon as they read it, you lost. Yeah, well, that sounds like my entire Facebook posting career. Is that really your career? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. career. It's a career as much as mine is.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I found is if you post really, really profound things on Facebook like I do, then people give up their arguments and start to agree. It's amazing how it happens. And it never just goes on and on and on. So um, um, (laughs) I would apply that to business as well. Uh, Here's one thing that, this is sort of a a thing that I do that I think is helpful. Um, Just a couple more tips here. One of them is when you're sending something to somebody that you know is busy, or even if you're just sending something to a client or vendor, use proactive statements um in your emails as opposed to asking questions. One thing I hate to do is ask a question that if I go ahead and act without their response, it looks like I didn't wait to hear from them and I may never hear from them. And I don't fault them for that. There's plenty of emails, you know, people get hundreds of emails a day sometimes and can't always answer your question. So what I what I mean by that is make a proactive statement of what you're going to do. I'm going to do this. This is my plan. If you have any questions or concerns or want to discuss, please let me know. And nine times out of ten, they don't unless you've raised some sort of red flag with them that they need to address. But that's just a little tip on my end that I, I found has worked for me well over the years. That is a really
1: good uh, way to go about it. And, and I don't always do that, uh, but I, I probably tr- will start trying to do that more now. Um, yep. To say, you know, this is, you know, if this all sounds good to you. Great. Or, you know, if you don't want me to do this, let me know. Otherwise, I'm I'll start moving forward with it tomorrow. Sure. That's that's a that's a great way to do things.
0: Yeah. And it also creates a good record. Um, again, you've you basically gave them the opportunity to to respond uh, with an option, an alternative option. Um, and that you know what that sort of goes and some people do a really good job with this, too. That sort of goes to setting up meetings. Hey, what time works for you? Well, or how about 1030 a.m. tomorrow uh, or, you know, suggest something that works better. Again, it's a way to keep things right. moving
1: or so. suggest not having a meeting and just doing maybe a, a four bullet point email, which would which would <laughs> then you don't have to have the meeting.
0: We're really coming full circle here. What we really don't want to do is talk on the phone or have meetings. So uh, this is what <laughs> this is really what this pod- podcast is all about. I don't want to speak to anyone ever again. <laughs> Now, wait, I need to do this because I'm afraid that I don't really don't want to offend anyone. There are a few people that I would rather talk to on the phone than email. And, you know, who oh, and I'm I'm kidding. And I there's plenty <laughs> of people. There's plenty of people
1: I like talking to. Me too. Um, me too. But, I, you know, again, my, my point about uh, people in certain generations talking about how great everyone their age is, as opposed to everyone another age. You guys got to shut up. You sound like complete morons and you're probably saying this because you're
0: insecure about something. Thank you. <laughs> and with that, we will wrap up. Uh, one more question for you. Emojis in business emails. Go. E- emails? Um, pretty much uh, never. Uh, but I, I, I
1: tell you, well, I'm, I'm thinking of the emojis that are actual pictures now, but over time I have found smiles and winks to let you, to um to be because there's no sarcasm font. so sometimes wink, sometimes winks and smiles, yeah, I would say now now that you mention it and you asked that question, i've I've used them a lot. Uh, it, it usually is just smiles and winks. yeah, um, and it's not to someone I don't know because I'm not you usually not using sarcasm or saying something <laughs> pretend mean that has to get a <laughs> smile after it to let them know I'm kidding
0: right. I'm absolutely with you, and i I struggle with that sometimes because I'm like, Ah, uh, do I really want to put a wink in here? But there are times yeah, I would, that it yeah, just calls I would, I would for rather it. my sarcasm.
1: Yeah, I'd rather my sarcasm stand on its own and not put a laugh track behind it. But sometimes you're right. You, if if you're not positive that whoever's reading it's going to understand, mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a shortcut to say that was a, that I was kidding.
0: Yeah, and I talked to somebody. Um, I was asking uh, others' opinions on this, and they said never. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about never. There's just Again, it's striking that casual thing too. And it's just like, sometimes it's just a shortcut. It's a tone shortcut when you don't have time to write enough to make sure they understand your tone. Depends
1: on who it is, who it is and how well you know them, just like anything else. I would I would not say never about, about anything. It just sounds like it. Emojis in business email, of course you're going to say no, reflexively. But you know, never say
0: never and rules are meant to be broken. Yep. It's about reading the room, like you were saying. All right. Well, I think that's a, we've got enough material. Hopefully we haven't, uh, we haven't um, alienated too many people. Again, most of what we were saying um, was in a joking tone. And I think we were joking uh, about many, many things, but I do think the key points to take away from this are true. You know, help people, inform people, give them as much information as possible to, uh, to, to have a good day. And jokes aren't good unless there's an element of truth to them. Ah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, so with that, I think we'll wrap up this week and uh, we will talk to you next time.